When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Life Admin Life Hacks, a podcast that gives you techniques, tips, and tools to tackle your life admin more efficiently, to save your time, your money, and improve your household harmony. I'm Dinah Rowe Roberts, an operations manager, and have been a meal planner for so many years. I'm Mia Northrop, a researcher and writer, and if it's one thing I'd happily outsource forever, it's cooking dinner. How often does the end of your day approach and you have no idea what's for dinner? This app will help you solve this daily bugbear. Hello and welcome to Life Admin Life Hacks. We all need to eat, which means to varying degrees, we all have to shop and cook. This can take up a lot of time and a lot of headspace if you don't adopt an efficient approach. And even if you love shopping and cooking, tweaking your admin in this area can result in you eating better, feeling calmer because you don't have that daily freshing and thinking you're shopping better, you probably waste less food and you'll save money as you won't run out of things and buy duplicates of things. And in Australia, we now have the National Food Waste Baseline. So the base year was in 2016 and in that year, Australia produced 7.3 million tonnes of food waste, 34% of which was created in our homes and that's the equivalent of about 300 kilos per person per year, which is a hell of a lot of food. So. It's worth thinking about the way you approach your grocery shopping and your meal planning. And most of what I've learned about meal planning has been from blogs. And Diana and I turned to a well-known Melbourne blogger to get her take. Well, I'm so thrilled to welcome to the show Nicole Avery, who I've admired from afar for many years for her very useful and comprehensive blog, Planning with Kids. Nicole has five children and through her blog, the book, the short courses and the podcast, This Family Life, She's researched, experimented, and shared her trials and successes with parenthood and managing households. And I've loved that you've tackled those things in terms of the relationships and the tasks and the personal growth required to thrive among it all. So there are many things related to life admin that I could be interviewing Nicole about today, but in this episode, we're going to tap into Nicole's expertise with meal planning. So thanks for making the time for Life Admin Life Hacks listeners. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, Mia. Thanks for having me. So Diana really wants to know, straight off the bat, what inspired you to get started? Did you actually meal plan before you had kids? I didn't actually start meal planning until I had my second child. And I sort of have a, one of those moments that really sticks out in your mind, even though it's, well, he just turned 18 on the weekend. So it's nearly 17 years ago, I would have had this moment now. My second child, I was on maternity leave still because I hadn't, um, uh, officially resigned from my uh, job. I so I had a son who was about three, and another one who was about sort of six to seven months old. And I can remember having the three-year-old sort of whining at my leg, and then the two and a, the six-month-old sort of whining on my hip, opening the pantry and just thinking, "What am I going to have for dinner at a four o'clock one afternoon?" And then just mm. sort of thinking. Dinner happens every night. I have to feed the children every night. I have to feed us every night. Why is it like this is some sort of surprise? It's just occurred in the day that now I actually have yeah. to cook a meal. It's like 
I know what's coming. Why don't I plan for it? So I literally Mm -hmm. sat down and did a bit of a plan and just started planning it out weekly, just handwriting it, just the the sort of mainly sort of the five meals during the week that I would want with my husband for the weekend. It would be slightly different. Um, And then just sort of writing a shopping list from that. And what I loved about it was it also spread the load because I could write the menu plan and the shopping list, but I didn't have to be the one to go get the shop, go to the shops with two little kids going to the supermarket, you know, with oh. them is not, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but you know, there's no reason why someone else can't do that like my partner. Um, so um, it sort of became quite liberating to plan because then it meant it wasn't all left to me and I, I found that I could actually spread the workload a little bit easier as well. Yeah. And so for the uninitiated, is meal planning really just dinner planning or do you plan other meals as well? Look, I only do dinner really, Um, but I guess the way it's evolved now into my life is that I do plan our meals in the evening so there'll be plenty of leftovers so it does cater for lunches, if that makes sense. So I know your process has evolved over the years. Can you take us through how your process runs these days? Menu planning is one of those tasks that works well when you batch it. So, you know, if you look at whether you're working in the home or working in the office, if you batch tasks, you get uh, greater efficiency through it. You know, even I, as much as I love the benefits of menu planning, sometimes I think, oh, my God, I've got to do the menu plan. I don't really want to do this. But it's one of those tasks that although you have that sometimes uh, feeling about it, once you get into it, you get into the zone and you can get up through it really quickly. So I went very quickly from menu planning only from a week um, to then going to a month. And I also went very from a very young age, pretty much from when I could, they could sort of verbally speak to me, um, yeah. um, getting my kids involved in the menu plan. I have like a little template. They, you know, they have a name and they can put down the four meals that they would like to have across the month. And we mm-hmm. have a few parameters on that. The, the parameters are sort of built by me because we need to have some integrity in the menu plan. There's some nutrition value. Exactly. And just not so much repetition. So the goal is they can choose one of what we call like a, a homemade takeaway night. So we could have a homemade pizza. Um, they can choose one of those and then that, but there's no meal should be repeated on the menu plan more than twice. So if one child chooses tacos and then another child chooses tacos, but then the third child child can't choose tacos because we can't be having tacos every second day as much as some of people in the house would like that not everyone loves tacos so that's the first step the first step really is to get involved from the kids and I also get my husband to put down the meals as well and I actually mm-hmm. will sort of fill the gaps Monday through to Saturday I sort of have an activities column so I'll note any activities on those days that may impact my ability to cook a meal so that may be that I work late or it may be my husband works late it may be that I have um, a soccer training to drive kids to so they're all things that happen on those nights that might impact me cooking a meal and determine help determine what type of meal might I cook so I actually do it because there's no point trying to plan you know a really fancy meal when I'm going to get home at 6 30 at night and everyone's going to be mm. starving by the time I get in the door it makes it unrealistic so I'll go through and I'll put out what are the activities we are doing and then underneath each of those days for the month what I'll do is I'll set up sort of a theme for each day so for example Monday might be because for example this Monday and we have a relatively late footy training um, and I have some things that I won't get home till late so what we do is I'll choose a meal like a stir fry for example on the weekend, I can do some prep and have the veggies chopped. I can even have the meat chopped up. So it means Monday night's a matter of just throwing that dish together when I get in. It's really quick and easy. Mm. Tuesday might be 
a day where we have a, a slow cooker meal, for example. So I can chuck that, you know, with winter coming along, it's nice to have something warm and hearty. So, you know, I'm saying I can put it on in the morning. Wednesday, um, we do have couple of different things on that night and it's a night tends to be where we need almost to have two sittings where because the family is just with our age is different activities so I'll need to have a meal that sort of reheats sort of well for sort of two sittings. Thursday for example might just be a curry. Friday um, we tend to do you know we might do like a home style left a home style takeaway meal so it might be where we do a, like a homemade pizza or you know homemade burgers or something like that. On the weekends I try to factor in meals that are going to actually the cooking bulk that will then give me some food for lunches for myself for the week and some lunches for the kids for school. So Saturdays will be generally like a wrap style meal. So we might do something like tacos or sang choy bao, but I won't just cook enough for that meal. I'll generally cook at least double, if not a little bit more, mm. so that that way I have additional food to go into the next week for lunches. And Are you doing the bulk of the cooking in your house? Yes, I would do. Pretty much at least six days, sometimes seven, mm. depending on what happens. But I'm not, I like cooking, so that sort of works. Mm. Sort of have what works in your relationship, whereas my husband yeah. sort of does all the gardening. Like I don't have to touch the garden, that's sort of what he does. But there's some days that I say to him, dude, not as much time in the garden this Sunday because I'd really like it if you could cook the meal. And he's always fantastic and go, yep, no worries. But he's sort of not going to volunteer to go in the kitchen. So that's where communication becomes a really big key. Um, and he needs a bit of a heads up time to know that that's what he needs to do and factor into his day. And so we just sort of have that communication over across the weekend. We tend to have a bit of a planning because we have quite a winter in particular. We have sort of four or five sport matches across the weekend. So we tend to have a bit of a discussion sort of Friday night you know, who's going where, doing what, what meals are going to be cooked and when and by who, and we sort of work it out that way so it's not all falling on my shoulders. My aim with cooking really is to make every meal work more than once, and I never used to be that way. I'd always just cook exactly the amount and that sort of stuff. But with five kids now, especially their ages, so I've sort of got five kids there from um, 10 to 20. You know, one's a uni student who's at home at lunch. My husband likes to take his lunch to work. I tend to eat a whole a whole food sort of lunch. I don't tend to do sandwiches or anything like that. So I find if I can make every meal, you know, go an extra an extra meal for someone's lunch and stuff, it's a really time-efficient way of being in the kitchen. And it's even doing things like in the middle of the week, for example, when I said on the Thursday when I have like a curry, I wouldn't just cut up enough veggies for the curry. I'd also cut up some veggies and just pop them in the fridge for me to have for snacks and for kids to have for snacks because if you've got good food prepared, people eat it, but it's just if they have to do it themselves sometimes, they just won't do it. And that goes for me included. If I can open the fridge and what's my choice is, there's already a stack of like capsicum and carrot and um, cucumber cut-ups. Like it's easy. I'll just grab that and I'll yeah. just have that. Take the path of least resistance. Exactly. So, and where does the grocery shopping fit into all of this? Who does it? When? When does the? What's the timing of that? I do one main shop tends to be across the week, and that will tend to be on probably like a Friday mainly because I like to try and do food prep during the week. So I will often, it'll be on the Friday afternoon, um, the kids are sort of have their downtime. We've got one afternoon activity on the Friday, but I might pop out on the Friday afternoon and do a big sort of stock up. We have a bit of a process, though, because, you know, shopping takes up a lot of time, especially when you're buying for the volume of food we do. And so we have this little rule in our house. It's like you're welcome to come to the food because all my kids are at an age now with the age groups and stuff. They don't actually have to come shopping with me. They can, you know, their older kids can stay with the younger kids and so on. Mm-hmm. If you want to come to the shops with me, that's great. You can come and help me. And if you don't come and help me at the supermarket, then when I get home, you then have to help put stuff away. 
and that will mean that everyone sort of they can, as soon as they get home they have a little toot and they know that means come out to the car and help with the groceries and it works well because otherwise like you know it's, it's quite a lot of hours by the time you sort of go to the shop unload the car all that sort of stuff and you know it did take a while like getting kids to put things away properly and one of the first things I sort of tried to do is just stuff stuff everywhere and think I can get away with it but if you bring them back and call them back often enough to redo stuff they sort of get that they need to put things I've got lots of jars and containers and stuff that things go in and I have a big mantra like they'll say oh mum where does this go and they sort of try to waste time and not put things away and try and hope that some other sibling is going to do more work and so my my firm answer is start with what you know and so there's a lot of stuff that they know to put away work with that when we get down to the item they don't know I then teach them to show them so it probably took, you know, a good three or four months to get them trained up in that process. But now I'm pretty quite good at it, actually. And my husband is great. There's often times, like if I don't do it on the Friday night, he may go and do it on the Friday night or he may have time on the Saturday to go and do it Saturday morning. I tend to do a long run on Saturday morning, so I may leave the list for him and he will go do it. So it's a great, if you could, the more organised you can be, the more you can delegate. So that's, mm. that's a bit of an incentive for me to keep planned. And do you only shop at the supermarket? No, I go to a few different places just because of the foods that I like to get. Mm. I, have a, I have a local butcher that I like to go to, so he's uh, you know, probably about a 15-minute drive from here, and so I tend to buy, you know, we don't have a lot of room in our freezer, but I tend to buy, you know, enough to, to put some in the freezer and always have something there. I've got a fruit store that I like to go and visit because I mean, I tend to go to a couple of supermarkets as well. So I sort of, well, I'll do Aldi. Uh, we've got a really good local supermarket here that I'll go to to get a few of the extra items that I can't pick up from Aldi. And so then I do a, um, especially during the middle of the week, I do a top-up shop, which needs to go to a fruit and veg shop just to get the, the you know, some apples and you know, mandarins and yeah. and that sort of stuff with the kids. I've sort of got a bit of a walking routine um, in the mornings not working outside of the house so where I'll walk and I'll get fresh bread from a local bakery and then pick up the milk on a regular basis as well keeping mm. milk in our house is a bit of a challenge so that requires a couple of shops during the week just yeah did you experiment with uh online grocery shopping I used to use online shopping all the time when the kids were young just because I yeah. found it way easier. But I actually don't mind shopping because I try to, while I do menu plan, like a lot of the recipes I have are very flexible. So, for example, like in a curry or a stir fry, I know sort of what are the basic veggies I like to use. But if I get to the supermarket and something's in more, you know, it's just coming to season or something's cheaper, I can make mm-hmm. those calls then um, and it's mm-hmm. sort of nice to have a look at the produce and what it's like. So I tend to like to do that a bit. And I just found that because I shop at a few different places, the economics of working out where to go, I'd find it just as easy to um, to do it mm-hmm. myself. But, you know, I do think there's an absolute place for it. And there will be times like, you know, where, you know, my husband's going to be going away in June. I'm quite sure probably right then I might do an online shop just because that's easier. I can just do it at a time that suits me when, you know, I don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, wait for other things and that sort of stuff and he isn't around. I, you know, and I'd certainly recommend it for mums with young kids. I think it's a, a really good option for sure. And it's great now because, you know, once when it first started, it used to be a lot more expensive as now you get the same special. Most of them don't even have much of a delivery fee once you get over a certain amount, which is easy mm. for families to do. So I certainly think it's a fantastic option for families. And how often do you eat out or get takeaway? Oh, pretty rarely, actually. Um, we, uh, in terms of eating out, my husband and I probably once a month might do a breakfast. We actually went out just over the summer, over the Easter holidays to, for a dinner, but quite often because we both run, we'll often go for a run and then go to um, you know a, a bit of a Whole Foods place somewhere nice 
that I like too, which are, there's a lot more cafes that are open like that during the day than there is at night time. So mm. we tend to do a bit of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, probably once a quarter we'll go out to dinner with the kids because I still like them to get that experience. And, you know, yeah. we've done a couple of high-end high places with the kids, but we also do a lot of cheap and cheerful. But takeaways is a real rarity. I'd probably say we get takeaway maybe four times a year. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just more of a, a cost thing. In you know, as I said, often on the menu plan we'll do like a loan version like our own homemade pizza and, and um, you know, hamburgers and that sort of stuff. So we try to fill that gap and they have that. Yeah. I guess we've got you're so organised and you have time to cook and you're sourcing great ingredients. The food you're preparing at home is probably a lot more delicious than you're going to get ordered after time. So everyone's happy. And how do you add new recipes to the rotation? Where do you get your inspiration for new recipes? I guess probably you know, Instagram is probably a little bit where I see them from, but I think one of the main things that I, I, I tend to do is I tend to test a new lot of products and recipes in terms of like, for example, I make my own kimchi and the reason why I even started doing was that was I bought some kimchi at a store and I thought that is awesome, I really like that, but that's really expensive so I'm going to learn to make that myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to eat a bit more vegetables and a bit less meat at the moment so i picked up these beautiful sort of quinoa falafels and again I've had them a couple of times I love them but they're expensive so now I've tried a couple of times to make them and it's not successful um and um, <laughs> I, will, I will keep working on it but I sort of have a rule like when I cook a new meal because one thing I find as a parent is if you cook a meal and you serve it up and no one eats it it's so disheartening and you just yeah. think oh, oh, God. so unappreciated so what I tend to do is when I cook new meals I cook them and I have another meal there. And what I do is when I put the food out, I, I give everyone just like a like a small bowl, like a tiny like tasting bowl. And I say to them, all I ask is that you eat this. You eat this small taste. If you like it, you can have more. If you don't like it, here is the option B that we have to go. But I just want you to taste it. And that takes like all the pressure off because I find kids can be like, I don't want to eat that. That's not very nice because we, especially they think it's you know, a healthy thing and I find that if they they're quite happy to taste it and quite often you know um those who like it will go no I'd like some more of this and they'll be one um, the other ones will sort of say no I don't like that at all that's not my thing I don't want that can I have another meal but I'm happier because they've tasted it and I can sort of you know and I can sort of tell by people's reactions whether or not that can come into a regular rotation and have you had any scenarios where one of your kids has you know decided they want to be vegetarian or vegan or change their eating habits in a sort of macro way that you've had to take into consideration uh not the kids but I certainly you have I certainly go through phases of things and uh, I'm Catholic and I gave up meat for Lent so I had Mm. to develop things and even with myself and I, I guess you know I eat sort of a whole food line so I don't I don't these are personal preferences I don't have any allergies or anything like that but I don't do dairy don't do grains no processed sugars I did obviously for the last month I didn't do any meats which was which was slightly challenging but if I take that meat equation out of it there's there's actually lots of if you meal plan there's lots of ways you can actually incorporate um you know other people in the family's preferences and allergies if they do have allergies mm. and it sort of seems that, and it sort of comes from doing some prep on the weekend so for example my family will have spaghetti bolognese they'll eat that and they'll all have the pasta and you know a salad with that um, and what I'll do is um, I'll have cooked up some sweet potato on the weekend which will be my carb to go with the meat so basically my, they'll have you know a uh, traditional pasta bolognese with their green salad on the side I'll have sweet potato meat and salad on the side so I've got that prepared so I'm sort of having almost the same meal without having it try to make sure we have more fresh fresh veggies Uh, and it does mean sometimes it's a little bit boring it literally is plates of cut up veggies because that's the way they'll consume it 
I've often tried the large fussy salad and then no one touches it and then everyone, I get really sad and I eat it for myself. I feel it's so well. I just would love to mix together some sophisticated-looking salad instead of chopping all the vegetables up individually. It looks like toddler food to me, but that's how they want to eat it. And if it's still going in, it's going to let go of the fancy salad. And that's and that that's it. Like a lot of a lot of the issues around food come from our expectations and our wants. At the end of the day, they're getting that food in, and it's good food and it's fresh. I can't really complain. Do you think menu planning's had an impact on your food waste? Without a doubt. When I first started menu planning, and I highly recommend this when you're starting, is that I used to factor in what I'd call a leftover day. So that used to be like Friday night. So like I, you know, plan exactly a meal Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then I'd have a meal which would be leftovers. And what that would give me room for is if we ended up, you know, going to a family, you know, relatives or friends or something and we didn't eat at home that night, then I could cook that meal on the Friday and it wasn't wasted. There was fresh veggies involved and that sort of stuff. Obviously the meat you could freeze. But and but also too, then if you actually have cooked all your meals, but you've got, you know, little bits of leftovers, then it was sort of like, you know, it's like a help yourself meal. You sort of, what's in the fridge gets eaten and you can clear it out that way. So you can get really strategic with that. Planning out the food means that I don't just go to the supermarket and buy all these veggies and then they then they wilt. They've all got a purpose and I know exactly what they're for. I have flexibility to change that because that's what some people think, like I'm stuck with just what that meal is. But once you've got the veggies home, so if you know you've got veggies to make tacos but you think you not face tacos you can you know make up like a savory mince as you know you could turn it into a shepherd's pie there's things that you could do if you've got those ingredients at home but mm. it's always easy to change a plan once you've got it but it's hard to create something from the blue when you're under the pressure and it's five o'clock and you want to make a meal and make everyone happy um, I think that's so a really good point in terms of like the benefits of meal planning you might be one of those people who think oh I don't want to be locked into something that I can't Reform on the day if I don't feel like cooking, I don't feel like that. It's so much easier to take a little deviation from a plan than have no plan whatsoever and just have that everyday crushing moment when you're like, What am I cooking? You need to try it for at least a month. The first week, you won't notice a huge amount of difference. But once you've got into the rhythm, and that's why I say plan for that month. And if you look at the template that I used where I said, you know, Monday night becomes a stir fry. And so, you know, Monday night, the first Monday in the month might be a veggie stir fry. The second one in the month can be a beef. The third one can be a chicken. The fourth one can Mm -hmm. be a tofu. That's four meals in the month you've just sorted out without even really thinking about it. Um, And you want to do that and what what happens is it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. it can be simple as monday's just stir fry night tuesday could be a taco night if that's what your family like to do i know many people after the like, movie tuesday, tuesday, tuesday. yeah <laughs> wednesday could be your roast thursday could be a slow cooker meal friday could be your leftover you know saturday like us it might be a wrap and a wrap meal and then sunday and meat and veg go with a real keep it as simple as possible because it's really easy when you're planning to think oh i'd like this meal and it's got um you know uh, the, mm-hmm. the latest crazy superfood in it but then it gets to 5 p.m on a thursday night and you don't want to cook that keep it really really simple and keep i think it- that's great advice because well, a few times i've so i do meal planning in phases sort of to motivate myself to get a rhythm going. And I have fallen into the trap once before where I got all aspirational with what I was going to cook and I had, you know, this night would be fish, this night would be whatever. And then I started looking up new recipes and when it comes to it, you don't want to be learning new food, you know, two or three times a week, learning new recipes. So the lesson for me was stick to the regular things, just get the shopping and the regular cooking happening first Get fancy later on if you've got the energy, 
but just make a plan for your stock staple things that are already on the repertoire that you already know the kids are going to eat and then start to slowly experiment with new recipes or fancy ingredients. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. We get really caught up in thinking that we have to serve up variety all the time, which is why sometimes we think so much about what are we going to have to eat tonight. But if that meal is nutritionally balanced, there's no reason why you can't serve it up every Tuesday. If you're found- oh, even, even multiple nights in a row. I actually am really curious about when, like when in society did we decide we were going to have a different thing for dinner every night? Like when you think about it, it's kind of madness, this rod for our own back that we have to have this ultimate variety and obviously you don't want to get bored with what you're eating but fine I completely agree I have the same breakfast pretty much every single day seven days and have done so you know I go through phases where it changes but pretty much I have the same green smoothie every single morning but you know what it saves so much time and thinking I don't have to think about it that's my breakfast I know I have the ingredients there it's all sorted it just makes my life so much easier and so much simpler and we I think we do it's like we complicate things so much more than what we need to you know and if you're getting into menu planning there's no reason why you don't you can't run that same first week of menu planning over and over if you asked me what did I eat last Wednesday night I would have to really think very, very hard about what was it that I ate last Wednesday night. Oh, so to get no yourself idea. <laughs> no idea. But, but yet we feel like it's, a, it's some sort of crime if we serve the family the same meal every Wednesday a few weeks in a row and they won't even notice. But, you know, if they do start to notice, then fine, change it up. Brilliant. Nicole, thank you. There's been so many ideas there that I think if people follow through, they'll bring themselves so much peace of mind, they'll save money and they'll hopefully achieve a bit more household harmony. And for anyone who wants to take this to the next level and get serious about this, Nicole has a three-week course on her site, a meal prep primer that they can sign up for. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much for sharing all those ideas. Oh, thanks, man. It was a joy to talk to you. So, Diana, that was action-packed. What resonated for you? Oh, actually, I felt quite validated because I've got quite a similar approach, Nicole, and and I've been doing meal planning even before I had kids. I actually have a a little Kiki K um, magnetise menu planner up on my fridge that I use every week. It is a bit of an expensive way of doing it, but I do like the way that it looks. And so I do think, uh, and it matches the shopping list that I also have up there. So I do think that, you know, it kind of makes the um, onerous task of meal planning just that little bit more joyful. I guess I do have a confession to make that we do have takeaway in our house um, once a week, usually on Friday night. And um, it is a joy to kind of look forward to that day in my meal planner. I was surprised at how frequently they get takeaway. Like that's a lot of discipline, really. I just, she obviously really likes cooking and they've got their systems down and I think appreciates really healthy food. But I think when you've got more children, it's also well, yes. it's really, really, really expensive. expensive. No, <laughs> exactly. And once you can buy in bulk affordably is usually at the crappier end of the scale. Yeah, yeah I've got one of those magnetised shopping lists on the fridge. Mine's from Kmart though. <laughs> And I have a, a meal planner thingy that's, yes, Kiki K. But I think like Kmart and Typo sell all these kinds of things these days. And I'd actually like to go fully digital with those tools, but I think having them on the fridge is good for my partner because it's in plain sight. It makes it more convenient for him. And my kids like to have their contributions. And my, I can see now my daughter has scribbled chicken soup on the <laughs> list this week to, for me to take into consideration. But, yeah, we get takeaway about once a week. 
Uh, we actually have breakfast for dinner at the kids' request about <laughs> once a week. So they can be eating cereal or having a boiled egg or baked beans or something week, yeah, once a week. Friday night is homemade pizza night. And I reckon we go out about once a month with the kids to a to a restaurant. So when it comes to actual meal planning, if I think about it, I think about it in terms of categories. I think, all right, we're going to have a vegetarian, a seafood, a, a stew or a soup, and a meat and veg. And you know, between the takeaway and a pizza night, there's not a lot of nights to actually have to think about. Yeah, and I think that um, I although I definitely take into account the activities we've got on, so I make sure that the meals kind of fit mm. with, you know, the night we have to get to basketball training, we almost always have pasta just because I know that it's super quick. But yeah. I definitely can't do that plan a month out. Um, we definitely have to go week by week because I'm also sort of factoring in what nights I might be out for work or my husband might be out for work. So I, I definitely can't get as far out as a month, which I think she was yeah. talking about. One of the things that I really liked that she talked about was how she had really enlisted the kids to help with putting the groceries away, and I definitely yes. haven't mastered that yet. And to be honest, I haven't even got my husband doing it. So I really loved her approach to the start with what you know because mm. often my kids, even if I get them to help, all they do is just take it out of the bags and put it on the bench top, which is really not helpful. Yes, excellent. And we also touched on that in the chat on buying bulk do you have enough storage space to buy things in bulk to save money and and have yeah. less packaging and waste and I used to do I used to also go to Costco but I think I had the similar um, experience to Nicole that I ended up buying things that I really didn't need and so I've stopped that so other than the toilet paper which I also subscribe to the who gives a crap service which I think is great mm-hmm. I, I don't really buy much in bulk anymore I used to yeah, the dog. I've actually also got the dog food on a subscription service, so that just gets delivered every six weeks. You know, and also on the same subscription service, they deliver the you know the worm and the flea kind of treatment stuff. So it reminds you to actually do it for the dog. So I find that really convenient. Um, but no, yeah, I've really, I really I used to do it a lot, but I found that now that my system's quite efficient and that my shopping list is always quite accurate, I don't really need that many staples. And in fact, I've tried to minimize how much food we have in the house and in the freezer and just yeah. only buy what we need for the next week so that things don't go to waste. Because I often find when you buy things in bulk, you forget about them and then you don't use them. Yeah. Well, I get loo paper. I, I put alcohol in the category of buying bulk. Like if I'm going to buy wine, I'm not going to buy a bottle of wine. No, I'm going to true. buy a case of wine. Yeah, I just I'm definitely you with know, you there. <laughs> I just got a Dan Murphy's, and I'm like, let's set up for winter. I need supplies. So tampons, pasta, rice. I tend to buy the bigger sizes of those. All the laundry stuff, dishwashing stuff, soap, toothpaste, I buy all them in multiples. If I see them on sale, if I'm at Costco or if I'm buying at one of those bulk food shops, I will buy all of that in bulk and literally set us up for the next year so I don't have to think about it. I buy nuts and sunscreen and things like bicarb soda and vinegar, coconut oil, olive oil, all of that. I buy huge quantities of that stuff. We've got a lot of space, I guess, to to put it all in. Um, and honey and things like oats and popcorn. We just go through so much of that stuff. So I just buy enormous packets of it. 
Are you still online shopping? Do you get yours delivered or you go to the supermarket? So I did have this really great routine where I used to do my meal planning for the next week every Thursday night and then while my son was at gymnastics I would do the online grocery shop but now he no longer does gymnastics. I have really, I've lost that um, rhythm and I have been going back to the supermarket again so I definitely need to figure out the right way of pairing that. Um, Interestingly now he's changed to having swimming lessons on a Thursday so I'm wondering whether from this week I can give it a go while he's at swimming Stay tuned, I guess, for that one. What about you? (laughs) I have Wednesdays off from work. So that morning I usually scribble a meal plan, scan the pantry, scan the fridge, write the shopping list, go and do the grocery shop. And I usually hit up like three different shops. There's the supermarket, there's the bulk food shop, and there's a greengrocer that also has great meat. Actually, the greengrocer has been one of those places that started off just to be a greengrocer and now it's like a treasure trove of delicious things. So I kind of I find it kind of annoying having to go to three different shops, but they're all pretty close and they're well-priced and they're quality. And, Dana, where do you get your meal ideas? Where is your inspiration for what is actually for dinner? Uh, Monday to Thursday meals are on a very small rotation of things that I know mm. are really quick um, and that I know the kids will eat. So I have used that uh, both HelloFresh and Marley Spoon service on and off for those weekend meals. Um, So getting Mm -hmm. two meals delivered to kind of, you know, mix things up a little bit um, without me having to sort of trawl through the recipe books. But increasingly um, the meal ideas come from my kids. So one of the great things about the Kiki K meal planner is it has a box for next week on it. Um, and so whenever the kids go complain about the dinner they're having, I say, great, well, can you go and add some ideas for next week of the things you want to have? And then yeah. I use that when I'm planning for the next week. So I'm, I'm really letting them inspire me. But I you know, I guess at the moment. Uh, can I just ask that thing? Do you have a feedback box in your house? <laughs> no, but I think it's such a great idea. But we do have our, you know, our family meetings every Sunday night, which we could talk about in one episode. So um, that's kind of our feedback box, but we have to do it in person. (laughs) I just love your efficiently, oh, well, if you have some feedback, go and put it on the next week's goddamn meal plan. (laughs) Hilarious. I have to say, so I've, you know, I think we've all had the free trial of the HelloFresh or the Barley Spoon. What I liked about it was the fact that I didn't have to think about what was cooking, what I had to cook. And even though I didn't continue with those services, I do actually steal their weekly meal plans. So sometimes I go onto the websites and I've tried actually quite a few of those different ingredient and recipe delivery services because they often publish their meal plans and have archives of what their weekly meal plans have been. And so you get the full lineup of Monday to Friday. Here's five ideas for dinner. I've also subscribed to various newsletters in the past. If you Google, you know, dinner idea newsletters, there's all sorts of subscription services you can sign up for and they will email you suggestions based on your criteria. And then there was a phase I went through where I just worked my way through various cookbooks. I just picked a cookbook. I think, I, you know, for one of them was like a Jamie Oliver 30-minute meals thing. One of them was one of those Yodam Anulengi vegetarian things. And I literally just picked a cookbook and I cooked from that book. I just flicked through, wrote it down because that's the thing I find the hardest, actually thinking what to cook. I, I, I hate thinking about it. And I so. think that's what I also um, 
I used to, and I probably still do a little bit, but I've kind of subscribed to Nicole's way of thinking too, that I actually don't really care if we don't have that much variety Monday to Thursday. Oh, I just absolutely. And when it comes to weekends, um, you know, we do entertain quite a lot. So then I really do pour through the recipe books and I'm often getting uh, recipe ideas from the newspaper that comes on the weekend and those sorts of things mm. um, and cutting them out and giving them a try. And I have a bit of a recipe folder that I put them into. But Monday to Thursday, we're on a very boring rotation of, you know, tacos, crumb chicken, steak, sausages, you know, pretty pretty mm. basic stuff just to get us through through the week. We hope these hacks will inspire you to start menu planning if you haven't done it before or to make improvements to your current system. Here are our top tips. Develop a weekly or monthly plan for your meals. Use criteria to guide your plan. Enlist your family members to help with the plan and delegate other activities like shopping and putting the groceries away. Use your calendar to check the meals you plan are practical for the other activities you've got going on in your family. Use meals for more than one purpose, leftovers for lunch or another meal. Consider doing a weekly meal prep on the weekend. Let go of your own expectations and if your kids are eating healthy food, don't worry if they won't eat things like fussy salads. Keep it simple and stick to the staples before you start experimenting and consider buying in bulk or using subscription services like Who Gives a Crap for Bulk Items. And don't forget, it's much easier to change a meal plan as things change than continue to magic up a meal with no plan every night. If you'd like to join us on our Life Admin journey, please head to our Facebook page, Life Admin Life Hacks, to follow us and share your thoughts on what we're doing. And feel free to post any comments or certainly post suggestions that we might be able to use. We hope to see you there. Thanks for listening. Show notes for this episode are available at lifeadminlifehacks.com. If you're a fan, please subscribe and share the love and tell a friend or review us in your podcasting app.